Hello and welcome back to the Let's Backflip show happy hour. I'm Ryan Frank, co-creative director here at Backflip. And welcome to another awesome installation of this podcast. Guys, we've got Max back on. The Max Attack is back, Jack. I love that. Anybody get that reference? The Quack Attack is back, Jack. I probably say that in the episode too, so... Sorry, it's going to be redundant, but it was so much fun to have Max back. And this time as an employee, uh, we we got him back. Yeah, we hired him uh, years ago to produce the Ben Heck show for a client in Chicago. He also helped us edit previously to that. Um, and then he worked for them directly <clears throat> for a few years. And then once our assistant editor left, we had an opening and opened it up. And Max saw it and was like, oh, I, I, I'd give that a shot. I think it'd be fun to come back. And as soon as I saw his... his um, application i was ecstatic but i had to i like reserved myself with my partners just so i didn't oversell it but they were also extremely excited so super excited uh, to have him back and now actually he's coming up on his one year anniversary which is pretty cool so this might even go out somewhere around his one year anniversary so congratulations on one year back max it's been great to have you around uh, and back, not just in the Christmas video, but helping us out with a little bit of everything, writing, editing, uh, directing some, you rule. Thanks for thanks for coming back. So uh, that's what we've got for today. Make sure you do like, subscribe, follow, leave a review if you feel so inclined. It's much appreciated and appreciate you being here and listening to, with, uh, listening to us and hanging with us and hopefully you brought a libation to make it a little extra fun. So without further ado, this is episode 68 with Max Guillermo Olmsted. All right. You guys want to see a grown man floss? Oops. Now I'm getting, getting a little out of hand there. I think I had it. Yeah, I got kids. I can do it. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's not why we're here, though. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Ryan Fring, creative director, co-creative director here at Backflip. And uh, John's not here. He's actually shooting right now. And I'll be helping out with that as soon as we're done here. So uh, I'm not actually consuming alcohol right now because we're shooting, but it is a happy hour. So I'm going to make something fun before we bring our guest on. Uh, actually, let's bring him on because it's more fun that way. And he's right next door. And it'd be weird if I didn't. <laughs> Hello, hey, Max. How's it going? Pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. Cool. So what are you making, Ryan? Yeah, that's that's the good lead in. That's what I wanted. I knew I could count on you. I know. I know. Um, oh, hang on. Panera's here. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, we ordered Panera yeah. and um, it's going to it, it arrives just as we started, of course. So now there's this part where I have to vamp because Ryan is gone. And um, the Panera is actually going to be our reward after doing this stream. And he's back. And there we go. <laughs> It was funny. I, I ordered it, you know, just said, just set inside the front door. Uh, and they came in the back door hmm. and just walking by. And, and Max and I are currently the only ones in this in the office. Everyone else is away. And we're in the studio. John and Luke are yeah, in the studio shooting. So <laughs> we had to take care of this. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it goes when we're live. All right. And, and by we, he means himself because i had nothing to do with the panera situation but that would have been amazing if i if i like was like hey max can you uh can you go get can you do do the thing that's anyway, what we joked about anyway, the shoot drink. we joked about the shoot it was like okay when i step out to do happy hour we'll let max go in 
There we go. But but it's just throw me in there. Happy hour. I know. All right. Happy hour. This is a drink. So this is Monday. Uh, They create some non-alcoholic stuff. That's pretty all right. Um, I've got this whiskey, which is basically just like a caramely sour thing. It's not whiskey. It's not really peaty or smoky or anything. Um, And then this is like gin, but it's just kind of floral and effervescent, which is kind of fun. So I'm going to put some of this in with some uh, sparkling water just to have like a nice little floral spritzer. Yeah. I love a good floral gin. Yeah. Yeah. What are you drinking, Max? Like a, like a death's door is a, that's my go-to gin. Ooh. So also one of our clients. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You're like, you learn something new every day. Dancing goat. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm drinking, drinking a line in Kugel, honey weiss, but I'm drinking it out of a carbon four glass, which is probably blasphemy. Just if we're being honest. No, you're but repping. You're, you always got to be repping. repping it's it. perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. Mm. But it's pretty, it's delicious. Cheers to you and cheers to anyone at home who's drinking. If you are, I mean, it mm-hmm. is 1206. That's true. Yeah. We'll love it's you acceptable. forever. <laughs> it's been We've acceptable for six minutes. It's fine. <laughs> we are live. So uh, feel free to put questions in the chat. We can answer them. Um, this is probably the longest, weirdest intro, too, because I didn't really introduce you. Uh, we just kind of went into drinks, but that's fine. So People know who I am. It's fine. I know. That's the best part. Like when, so Max, this is Max Geom said. Um, oh my gosh, you froze for me on this great face like this. Oh no, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I hope that happened online. Um, we got Max joining us. He's right next door to me because that's right. He works at Backflip again. He's back after, what was it like three years or something? Two yeah. years? I don't know how many years it was. It's Around tough. Yeah. yeah, it's tough because you've been helping out on Christmas videos and creative stuff throughout it. So people know, like our uh, one of our big super fans, Carolyn, was like, "Oh yeah, Max, that's awesome." He's like, "Didn't didn't he work for you? Like, wasn't he <laughs> working for you? Because he's always in the Christmas video." Um, yeah, the uh, so, yeah, it's funny. the The most recent Chris, Christmas video, my wife Morgan was very confused when I showed it to her because she's like, "They they know you don't work for them, right?" And it's <laughs> like there's there's this whole section where there's three me's from different timelines that merge. And it's like this huge storyline. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's called foreshadowing. You just got to go exactly. back to her and be like, this is a cinematic tool. Mm-hmm. It was set up yeah. and payoff. That whole video just, yeah. Yeah. Just as you said, foreshadowed my employment. So yeah, we knew it was coming. So, um, yeah. I can give a little bit of your story, but why don't you just kind of tell us you've been on the show before. But for those who don't know you, uh, as they say when giving a best man speech or a speech at a wedding, uh, can you give us a little rundown kind of on your story and bring us up to where we are? Yeah. So Jeff and I were talking about this, the story of of me being hired and then not working for you for that little bit and then coming back is this kind of long and uh, interesting journey and just shows how small how small a world the uh, the Madison video community is, and then also just how small the world is in general. Because 
Um, this all started with me actually applying for the job that Jeff currently has and has had for what is it like 10 years or something like that? Uh, I think it's seven, seven, seven. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, we were kind of vying for the same position and that was back when you guys were in this, in that little incubator space. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember interviewing there and I was, I was doing some freelance editing for you guys at the time for some kind of dairy conference. And That's I was, right, right. I was at, yep. I was editing a bunch of cows. Yeah, and that was World Dairy. That was uh, Bomatic. Yes, dairy Bomatic. Expo. That's that's what it was. Yep. Yeah. And I remember editing that like right after I had interviewed and getting the news while editing that I didn't get the job, and I was like. I was devastated. <laughs> oh man! Because <laughs> uh, I remember hearing um, out in the main office area that you guys were playing like Toto's Africa or something, and that was that was back when Phil worked for you guys. And these are very specific details, I realize, but they kind of like stick in your brain, just these little things. Um, but I remember Phil going, "I've just been playing this this song nonstop." For, for the past three days. And I'm like, these, these are my people. This is, this is like, <laughs> even then I felt like there's always been sort of this kind of familial um, kinship between all of us, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's where it started. Me not getting that job. And I, I did some freelance for you guys uh, in between that and landing a job at the Ben Heck Show, which is a um, electronics web series um, on YouTube, and I work for it was it was for a company called Element Fourteen, which is an electronics distribution company. And uh, this guy named Ben Heck would get electronics components from Element Fourteen, and every week make something really cool out of it, and what they needed at the time, the main person who produced it, shot, edited, and basically did everything production wise on it was leaving. And they were like, we need someone to replace this person. And I remember uh, John going, telling me the story of how they saw that job and were like, well, Max can do all those things. I, we Mm -hmm. know a guy. And, um, I ended up getting that job, which I was actually surprised about because I remember my interview just being not good. Just <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that that first interview with Ben and Allison, it was with uh, it was with Ben, uh, the guy who was the host of the show, and mm-hmm. Allison, the current producer there. And then uh, I think I think you were there, Ryan, maybe. Yeah, I can I can back you up too. And like, I had a connection to let's see. Here, here we go. Here's the Ben Hank show. Whoops. Shoot, come on. Um, I had a connection to uh, a Chris Mayer who somehow got asked about it. I don't know if Allison knew him or how it worked, but she was leaving. So they needed to replace. So got connected to us. And we were like, Oh, my gosh, M- Max would be amazing for this. And then we can employ him, which would be amazing. Um, so I think I did an interview with them first. 
Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Because how it kind of worked is they hired Backflip and then we hired you uh, right. to do all the work, you know, to mm-hmm. do the, the on the ground producing and, you know, living and being in the shop. Um, yes. So there was that one interview and then we had the other interview. I think it was over at the shop too, right? Yeah. At the shop, it was this group interview. And I was for some reason just super nervous and basically said nothing. And you guys were like, <laughs> you guys were, I was off to the side and you guys were telling him, we swear this guy is like really good. You've seen his work. He's like, it's, uh, his, his work kind of speaks for himself, right? Because he's not speaking for himself. And, <laughs> and, uh, I remember Ben at the time after going, yeah, we, we like all his stuff, but. I think we need another interview with just him because he seemed like seemed like he was just uh, being shy and nervous and not wanting to talk about himself. So the interview after that actually went super well. So it, it seems like you were shy and nervous and not wanting to talk about yourself. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, that yeah, it seemed like that, and that was the case. <laughs> so after that interview, I was like, "Well, I blew, I blew it there," but. I did get another interview and with that in that interview with just myself, Ben and Allison, we talked about uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We talked about uh, Galaxy Quest and how it's it's like the fourth best Star Trek movie, even though it's not a Star Trek movie. And Ooh, yeah, and Ben and I like just kind of developed this bond immediately. And had I known I just had to talk about movies to get the job, I would have just done that. But, um, but yeah, so the rest, um, so then I got the job and that <laughs> went for like three, three years, three years on the Ben Hack show, which was a wild, wild time and one of the best jobs I've ever had. And I also just, I learned so much doing that job in just, Thanks, Rafe. I, I see my friend Rafe is uh, is on the stream. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Shout um, out! We are we are live, so we're going to do that definitely. And for those listening, you know, we had like I don't know, like a five percent or two percent. I, I can't remember how much time it was uh, producing, you know, on the ground. So providing some of that support. So I would be over there half a day, sometimes a day every week. Um, and just providing coverage and support. And I think only did it maybe twice, but just covering when you needed to get away or were sick or something, you know, and we had to shoot something. Um, yes. So we, you know, we provided kind of that overhead production. And then at, at some point, Max got so good that they were like, you know what? We don't want the overhead production help. We just want Max. And so that's how that transition happened. They, they essentially like bought out <laughs> Max's contract from us. And so, um, you know, we, I was sad to not have him be, uh, a backflip employee, but it was, you know, awesome that they're like, Hey, we love Max so much. We just want to hire him directly. So, um, yeah, then you do that and, for a few years. Mm-hmm. And you talking about, uh, you having to cover for me if I ever needed vacation, it was a big thing because on that show, you either, had to you either had to deliver an episode a week or you were following you were falling behind because since it released weekly and there were literally no breaks it was because it was produced like a tv show 
but there was no hiatus. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was just every every week an episode comes out. And if for some reason you don't get the episode done that week, you're you're falling behind and you're losing ground. So that part of it was uh, kind of stressful. But um, in general, we tried to stay we tried to stay ahead like three weeks. So then if something catastrophic happened, like a lot of times, since it was a show where you're building something, there were there were times where the build just ended up not working. And we either had to um, buy more time or pivot to something completely different. Or there were a lot of times like that where we just had to, okay, this, this is a problem. We have to brainstorm a solution to fix it. And I see mm -hmm. my wife is asking if I'm single. So. <laughs> yeah. I didn't brilliant. want to interrupt you. I wanted to post that, but. <laughs> Amazing. I or, I mean, maybe she's talking about me. I, you know, it's hard to that say. That could be too. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. There you go. Um, yeah. And that intensity, like, <clears throat> I was always impressed by your ability, you know, because you're, you're producing. So you're figuring out what the client wants, uh, how to make it happen in the shop, how to help the talent and how to make sure you're sourcing everything that, you know, Ben can't, uh, doesn't have time to figure out or whatever. Um, this is great. Your friends are the best. Your friends and family. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, Jordan, and is this Jordan, Jordan Johnson, the successor? Is, yeah. So this is Jordan Johnson saying that that job sounds stressful. And he currently has that job because what I, what I did in leaving element 14 was I trained up Jordan to, uh, take, take my place. And he's actually been doing, uh, editing for me when when things got like if any if ever it got too busy and I just had a project that I needed to push on to somebody else that was Jordan that was the person mm -hmm. that did that which was very very helpful and speaking of that Jordan now being in my position my old position now needs a Jordan to edit his stuff when he oh, gets oh yeah to full up so if anybody's watching and they want a they want a part time job, that's a thing that's happening. Trying trying to rep for you, Jordan. So yeah, hit, hit us up and we'll connect you with Jordan. That'd be awesome. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, I was I was pulling up the the show too. Here's something. Um, let's see, where is it? There we go. Yeah. <clears throat> so just some of the fun things too um that we got to help out with like that was that was always the most fun to me anytime i could do anything like help out and act uh this is not acting but we did this really cool 3d pinball thing that jeff did <clears throat> that was awesome so yeah, yeah that was so much fun <laughs> i remember uh because this was pretty early on and we were like we should replace the intro for this Mm -hmm. And I remember having this idea of like, what if it's a pinball and it's hitting different things in the machine and uh, hitting the different types of builds that we do in the show. And I remember having the idea and thinking to myself, well, there's no way I can do that because I don't know how to render 3D at all. So I, so then I contacted you guys because, you know, that's, that's like, Jeff is like a 3D guru. So yeah, I was like, I know, that. I know Jeff is able to do this. So yeah, that, that, and that intro is 
that's the one that fans of the show know and quote to. That is the that's the like that's become the iconic uh, intro. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, and you know, just thinking about the show, I mean, and we'll get back to the story in a second. But just thinking about the show and the needs to produce and, and what to do, like we were so excited when it became an opportunity for us. We're like, Max is the guy. It's the same thing when Andrew, our, our second editor, left. Um, and we're like, look, we're looking around, you know, getting uh, resumes from Chicago and like all around and lots of different skill levels, you know, people with like 20 years in the, in the industry and stuff. But then I think you sent an email and I like almost, I, I, I don't know, like uh, not flip the table, but like good, good flip the table, like lost my mind. Cause I was like, yes, <laughs> like, uh, you know, cause like for us, a number two editor, um, you know, I don't know, maybe 70% of the time is working on, uh, you know, has a product or project backlog, but the other times it's, you know, we're coming up with stuff for them to do or bringing them on shoots and whatnot. Then when you applied, I was like, oh my gosh, we can, you know, we can have another great shooter because Max has been doing that. He's produced this show for so long, like he can help production. Um, and in my mind, I was like, okay, here's 100% of the time, like how much actually is editing? Like I'm going to try to <laughs> shove that down as much as possible and be able to use Max on, you know, writing, acting, uh, shooting, producing, like all that stuff. So I was like freaking so excited uh, that you reached back out um, yes. after, you know, after a couple of years of being away. And I'm, I'm super excited about that stuff too, because my, my job, at least for the past three years has been basically only editing with with some producing and such mixed in, but I'm excited to um, to continue continue along the path of continuing to learn and develop my skills, and I just think it's going to be super fun. And I get to do it with people who I've known forever and really like, so that's like mm -hmm. best of all the worlds. Oh, that's kind of you. Um, <laughs> and it it. Uh... It only sucks a little that you had a vacation planned because we had that ho chunk yeah. shoot, and like you could have acted. Uh, we'll, we'll get you into the next it, thing. It would have been really we, fun. We love you as an actor, especially, but um, that comes up pretty frequently. So yeah, you just acted in some tutorials for um, Gilson. Gilson, yes, Gilson, we, have, we have a couple that? lab clients, but yeah, yeah, Gilson, yeah, which was amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's actually one of the things that got it in my head where I was like, you know, maybe this, <laughs> if an opportunity ever came up, this could be a fun option for the next part of my life. Cause, <laughs> cause it was kind of out of the blue. No, it was actually before COVID that John reached out to me and was like, would you like to act in these little, these uh, instructional videos? And I was like, sure. sounds fun. I've never been paid to act, but could be good. And, um, and that was moving along and then COVID hit, it got postponed for a while. And then as we're starting to climb out of COVID, uh, that production came up and I was like, of, of course I'll still do that. And, mm -hmm. uh, it was just those two days and just, a just a really fun experience and kind of reminded me of the 
fun, collaborative environment that exists here. And I was just like, and I was also coming up on the end of the current contract with E14. So I'm like, there, and there might be an opportunity here. And then when Andrew left and I saw that you had some kind of position open, I was like, eh, can't hurt to reach out. And here we are. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Let that be a lesson to you kiddos out there. Like, you know, just making those connections and staying connected and helping out. Cause like you would come and help out on creative projects. Like mm-hmm. no question. You're just like, yes, I'm in. And that, <clears throat> that creative energy, that attitude, like that's what we look for. You know, that's what to us is like just quality, quality producers, quality creatives, you know, people who are just hungry and, and willing to be like, yeah, sure. I don't know what it is, but I'll, I'll do it with you. Cause I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the feeling is definitely mutual and I try not to, uh, turn these like, um, backflip, uh, crew, um, happy hours into, Oh no, you're great. You're great. You're great. But <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's why we work together. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why we can create really great stuff. So I think we've had you, help out on yeah you just helped out on that overnight shoot which you were a real champ i i at one point this so this is like a midnight to 10 a.m and i've done a couple of them so i kind of know how to prepare myself for like a third Mm -hmm. shift um and i think i think you did prepare yourself pretty well but there was like when we stopped for lunch at like five you just like weren't talking you didn't you weren't eating you had a sandwich in front of you and you were just like And then, I was like, dude, are you all right? You're like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and the talking I was doing was just in that delirious state where you're just yeah. you're kind of past tired and you're running on, ad- on mm-hmm. adrenaline. But Yeah, I think you made the it comment. It, it, it's like that point at the sleepover, you know, where everyone's over overtired and just everything is funny. We definitely hit that mm-hmm. around lunch, but then we kind of overcame that and were able to push through. Yes. Until the sun came up. Yeah. Um, so let's see. We kind of interrupted your story a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did. There's, there's one thing I wanted to say um, about about the Ben Heck show. And I mean, if, if Ben was watching Eat 8, that I would tell the story. But um, <laughs> just about things coming up in a production. So one day on the Ben Heck show. I walk in and I'm setting up camera stuff. Ben comes in and he goes, Max. So I, I get cold sores and I, I have this cold sore developing on my, on my lip here, as you can see. Um, is there any way that we can shoot this week's episode without my face? And I go, because I'm new, I'm just, I'm trying to come up with a way that we could possibly do this. <laughs> and there's just this pause. And I'm like, no, <laughs> there's, there's, there's not really an option for that. And he's like, okay, well, can, can we shoot it like super wide? So there's no way that anyone could zoom in and see this little thing. I'm like, yeah, not really. I don't want to change the entire feel of the show. 
And um, so when, what ended up happening was we, we shot the whole thing normally. And for, for that week, for that episode, I had to track his cold sore out of every, <laughs> I mean, cutting to the close-up oh as gosh. much as possible, but on every wide tracking his cold sore and replacing it with a little teeny bit of skin. <laughs> so that's, did you, was it the same skin or did you like uh, create like a skin stamp every time or I, this is how nerdy we're going to get on the stream. <laughs> uh, it was, it was different skin for each shot because it was slightly, I mean, depending on the lighting setup. So I, I would take a different section of skin each time and, and just kind of track it onto, but the, the great thing is, and the highest compliment is that nobody noticed in the comments. No one was like, what's that? What's that thing there? And I was like, I'm proud of that. It's, it's kind of funny, but with, with like little effects worth work like that, the highest compliment is that nobody notices and mm -hmm. no, nobody even knows what you did because it's yeah. seamless. And I remember, uh, one of our first 48s that we did with the crew out here, um, there was an award for best, uh, VFX or whatever. And it was this group out of Milwaukee who had like the cheesiest little like energy ball, you know, <clears throat> um, element 3d type of deal. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll kind of take that as a compliment because we had so much VFX in there. It was like fake sign, a billboard. Um, I can't remember all the other ones, but there were so many. It was like that. It was like hiding things and fixing things and adding things into the scene. But it was so subtle and at least well enough done that no one had any idea. They're like, how did you find that sign or you know, where's that location? It's like, well, we made it up. Mm -hmm. um, but the little, you know, the little sparkly fireball wins it because it's the noticeable one. So it's it is a high compliment. Effect. Yeah, it is. It is a high compliment, but it, it kind of sucks. You yeah. Know, to not, yeah. Not get that kudos, but it's a I'll give you the kudos right now. Great job. <laughs> it's a thankless job. The thing is, the uh -huh. dumb thing is that I don't remember what episode it was at all. So I can't point you to where that was. So really, oh. I could have made up this whole story and we would never know. But <laughs> for, the, for those astute, yeah, those astute out there, maybe you could look through and find it. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you look, yeah. you just got to go through all of the episodes we've ever done. Zoom in on Ben's chin and analyze it for any facial inconsistencies. That's right. That's a task. Well, I think what you can do is you can you can pull every frame into Photoshop and then see if it's been edited, right? I think mm -hmm. that's how you can tell the authenticity of it. Mm -hmm. If if I'm correct. Oh yeah. That's that's yeah. Absolutely, absolutely right and correct. And everyone should do that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. No, I, I I think uh it's it's stuff like that that like, you know, you know you're among friends uh, and uh the same type of people when I get excited about it and like Jeff gets excited about those things. And you probably heard his trash can story. Um, there's a shot and I, I don't know. He says it was the client who was like, Oh, it's too bad. There's a trash can there. I'm like 80% sure it was just Jeff. being like, <laughs> Oh, I can't allow a trash can to be there, you know, and then removing it and no one having any idea. But that's, that's what I love about Jeff's style is that, he will notice those little details. 
Yeah. And and he'll put in the things that you're not going to notice, but really sell the realism of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's I think that's a part of what's fun in filmmaking and why I'm, again, so excited to have you back because we, you know, we could always do creative stuff before, but now we can get paid to do creative stuff True. and do it during the day and not not lose too much sleep, you know, except overnights. Yeah. While doing it. Yeah, it's great. Um, I do have a, a, it's an ancient anecdote and I'm not even sure it's true, but it's about VFX being a thankless job. So um, this is going to be a tangent, but, oh yeah, kind of like how David Fincher uses CGI blood. Very true. And you I wouldn't, you that. wouldn't even know it because it's, yeah. it's, it's cause he's such a perfectionist that he does so many takes that resetting for blood would be would like destroy his mind and he'd go insane. Oh, because so. <laughs> he's he the does. guy. Yeah, he'll do like fifty takes, and an actor will walk out. Yeah, yeah, he'll do fifty takes, and then he'll be like, "Delete the last 50. Okay, do it again to try and yeah. try and break the earnestness of the performance. Which mm-hmm. it, it's basically a social experiment at that point. Um. Oh yeah, so so about VFX. So Planet of the Apes and 2001 The Space Odyssey came out the same year and were competing for the same visual effects Oscar. And um, Planet of the Apes, no, it might have been for makeup. Either VFX or makeup. The internet. Oh, was- the story's falling apart now. <laughs> it's falling apart already. But um, Planet of the Apes won because it was the more noticeable use of uh, makeup Mm. effects. But 2001, everyone just thought they used real apes. So nobody, nobody even detected it as an effect. So could be true. Could be not true. It's an article I read. What? Like from the beginning of the film? From the beginning of the film. Yeah. Where they're all going. I'm not, I'm not going to replicate it, but they were acting like monkeys. Is sure. <clears throat> I wonder if uh, I wonder if I can show it on here. Yeah, I wonder if we can um, co- corroborate that somehow. If we can reach out to someone who knows. Yeah, we can and, phone and a friend. I bet I, Ben would know. We could phone a friend. That's true. So we're streaming on YouTube. I wonder if I don't have audio. Let's see. I wonder. Okay, skip ad. I wonder if like. I don't know. I do this. <gasps> Maybe it won't. Uh, it won't flag us. <clears throat> oh, you can't see anything. Hang on. No, I can see nothing. Yeah, I'm just looking at both of us, which is fine. But <laughs> rotating movie sets. That's rotating not movie that. sets. That is very cool, though. Apes. Yeah, actually, this. I think this is kind of similar to uh, the the space film that Ben had worked on or, or written. Oh, the one, the one that Ben and I worked on. Oh, I did. I was not aware <laughs> that you were in there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we still have this full, full pitch for a, uh, a space movie. That's kind of just sitting there because it, it was going to be produced, but then the production of that movie was contingent on a horror movie and then the production company that was going to do that went under. So sure. 
it didn't end up happening. But yeah, so here's the apes. So people thought these were the real apes. People thought they were real apes. Yeah, I mean, there you go. The highest compliment that no one will pay you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, oh no, all the work you did—that was just real monkeys that you were directing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes total sense. Makes total Um, sense. Thinking about uh, Fincher and doing um, all of those takes, I feel like he he should direct uh, a Crispin Glover at some point because I was watching the movies, the movies that made us or the movies that something us, I don't know, whatever on, on Netflix, but it's about um, Back to the Future. And apparently, like, uh, Zemeckis would be like, all right, now... Uh, you go through the door and he's like, well, my Crispin would be like, well, um, what's his character's name? Uh, the dad in back to the future. Um, McFly. He's like, Marty, or, or, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, what's the dad's name? Not, not Marty. Marty's his son. McFly. Whoa. Jeff's hating us. Jeff right would now. be so mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't anyone tell Jeff. Um, it'll come. It'll come. Uh, but he's like, my character wouldn't walk through the door. And he's like, you have to walk through the door because the rest of the scene takes place in there. So, like, that's the scene where, like, Michael J. Fox, George. Morgan says Thank George. You, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, um, Morgan. <laughs> Michael J. Fox, like, shoves Crispin Glover through the door because he's like, my character wouldn't go through the door. There's another, like, two-shot conversation where um, he, uh, George and Marty are talking. And they have uh, clips of it. George just walks off. Like, you know, it's an over the shoulder or like, uh, over his shoulder or over Marty's. And all of a sudden he's just like, (laughs) he's just like out of the scene. So they actually made like a little fence around him, uh, so that he couldn't move, you know, like or something. I'd love to see just that, the might of, uh, David Fincher and Crispin Glover and just see just clashing in there. That'd be amazing. Because you could you could really cast him in a David Fincher movie, and then there's a secret documentary film crew just... Mm. <laughs> the real movie is the behind-the-scenes documentary yes. about that movie. Yes. That I love that. Great. See? See? Write that down. Let's make it. There we go. Let's we'll do s- it. We'll start, we'll start next week. David Fincher versus Crispin? Crispin Glover? Yeah. yeah. Fincher versus Crispin? Crispin versus Glover. Fincher. Glover versus David and the Crispin. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's, yeah, Crispin. I don't know what Crispin is. Yeah. David. Crispin David is an interesting name. Goli Crispin. <laughs> Goli Crispin. I like it. Yeah. So let's see. You've been here a month. A month now? A month? How long mm-hmm. have you been here? Yeah. Minus two weeks. But I was, well, minus one week because I did work from home. Yeah. Things happen. How's, how's, how's it been? It's been great. I've Are been very much enjoying period? Yeah. I mean, possibly. I may have rose-tinted glasses still on, but I'm, I'm really enjoying <laughs> it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's living up to my expectations. So, so that's good. And I'm, What's... As, I, as I was telling you um, the other day, I'm just really enjoying being able to craft a story through editing because that's not not something that was really it was present on the Ben Heck show but not as present on Element 14 presents the show that succeeded succeeded nope succeeded succeeded 
succeeded yeah. that one. The show that succeeded that uh, one. Look who it is. The hey, other, hey, there he other is. co-creative director. Huh. The other Beck Yeah. Well, do hey. you know? How's it going? He, he says, how's, how's it going? How's the shoot? Oh, we can't hear you. That's unfortunate. No, I don't have hey. headphones in. Hey, what's up? What's See you without on? my headphones. Oh. Can't hear it. Oh, that's... That's I'll the, just pretend you're telling me technology. how good my hair looks. I actually can't yeah. hear John either because these are noise canceling. Which is, uh, I was thinking, could you a, could you agree to shave your head? Could All that right. be something that yeah. get him to no? I don't. Get him to say, uh, no, I, you don't want to. I'm allergic to that. You're allergic to being head shaving. All okay. right, gotcha. You, uh, well, keep it up. Keep see it you up. later. Thank you. I'll keep up the keep up the whatever I was doing. <laughs> The best part was that the people at home are having a completely different experience from any of us here. <laughs> and you can take that to the bank. It was um, interesting doing you... improv with someone who can't hear you. <laughs> that sounds that like could, a challenge. That's a concept. Yeah, yes. that's a concept for something. Oh, my gosh. I want to do. We got to do some improv. I think we, we did should. an improv game with you um, the last time we had you. The on. last time. It was, it was you and Jordan, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, that was so much fun. I also remember there's there's this <laughs> in the ancient times, like ten years ago or something. Yeah. I did this uh, improv workshop with some friends of mine, where we took the concept of Antiques Roadshow, and everyone just brought an item to be uh, like appraised at the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> And we had cameras set up and it was just, it was just a green screen setup. but we did these kind of faux antiques roadshow episodes and uh, yeah, we would just improv off of whatever ob object the person had brought. So mm -hmm. it was just kind of a fun, fun setup for whatever crazy. Did stuff you guys happened. record it or were you performing or? We did. Yeah. Um, we recorded it. And there are episodes of it on my personal YouTube channel, which you may or may not want to watch. <laughs> your, your personal YouTube channel or these specific videos? <laughs> Both, really. I mean, I mean, after this, I'm going to go have to go back and be and scrub it. Every few years, I go and look back and be like, that's no longer something I want on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless. Or at the very least, easy to find because yes. it, once it's on there, it's on there. Um, yeah. That reminds me, <clears throat> the uh, like improv show, the the or the sketch show, the top uh, that you and, yeah, that you and Jordan were doing for the longest time. I know that's been on hiatus. Um, just it kind of became a chore, and uh, you had to produce it. Wait, was it every week or so? It was. It was every um, week for. Uh, like a year and a half. So it, it just got to be, got to be a lot of work and it became a job and it's never fun when your passion becomes mm -hmm. your job in a bad way. You know, mm -hmm. it, it can be like parts of your job can be fun. And that's, that's the feeling that I'm after. But in that case, it just, it just kind of became a chore. However, However, um, Jordan and I have been slowly working on a pared down version of what we were doing. So we would do More like producible version. Yeah. Yeah. We would yeah. do like 10, 10, ep a 10 episode second season 
where we, we would put more work into each episode mm-hmm. um, and just kind of release it whenever we had 10 instead of, because what we were doing before was releasing it weekly and also producing it every week. And we didn't, we didn't release one until we had 12 episodes, which was nice. But then mm-hmm. you also have to, like the Ben Heck show, you have to maintain that pace or you're losing ground. Right. right. So, um, yeah, we kind of want to eliminate that and make it more when we get together, because Jordan now lives in Chicago. So it's also kind of harder in that way. At the time, mm-hmm. at the time of the Tap at Balloon show, uh, we were roommates. It was, it was Morgan, myself and Jordan. And so <laughs> it would just be, we would get home and I'd be like, Hey, <laughs> I wrote this thing and we have to shoot it now. And whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter because we're doing this show. And, uh, yeah, and it worked. I, I wasn't that much of a dictator, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, you're, you're too kind. Um, I can't wait to see you kind of in that, uh, whether it's an AD or directing role where you do have to be a dictator, where you mm-hmm. do have to tell people, tell people to do to something. Do. Maybe, maybe they don't want to be doing at the time. I can't wait to see that. Cause who was I with? Oh, Rob. Um, we had a happy hour with Rob and he's like, tell me about Max. Tell me this, tell me that. And like, what, what word would you use to describe him? And I, I can't remember what I said. Maybe it was like energetic, but, but then I came back and I was like, no, no, no joy, like joyful, like Max, is just like a such a joyful person and that kind of comes out in everything that you do. And so I'm curious too, as you know, as we work together on a regular basis, as we travel, as we get put in more stressful situations, I'm super curious to see like how you stress out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> clearly the other night when you were tired, you were just tired. And so you just stopped functioning. That's yeah. Different. Yeah. But like I get, I get short and I'm like, I already told you that. I don't want to tell you that again. You know, like I, I get kind of typically, um, short, agitated, you know, agitated, but uh, I'm curious what, what do you do? What would your wife say? Uh, mm-hmm. when you're not, uh, happy go lucky. Hmm. Mr. Mr. Happy G lucky. That's, that is a good question. Guillermo, which is something people say when they are trying to think of an answer. Yeah, but, um, let me think. let me think. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan says you rarely lose his cool. It's super annoying. <laughs> because oh, that's awesome. I mean, a lot of. I mean, this is getting into my marriage, but a lot of our a lot of our relationships Let's starting off. A lot of our relationships starting off was learning how to fight, and. Originally, what would happen is Morgan has a very, like, emotional, she's going to react to her emotions immediately. And Mm -hmm. that's how she processes emotion. Mm -hmm. And um, with me, what I do, (laughs) which annoys the crap out of her, is that I will kind of not react to anything in the moment. And I, cause I often don't know, I, I, I need time to process my emotions. Mm-hmm. So I'll just, I'll, I'll not say anything. And then later <laughs> I'll bring up, I'll bring up this list of things that I've been thinking about. <laughs> I'm like, so here's some notes from our, you'll, from you'll our bring it back up. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some notes from our interaction before. This is where I went wrong. 
this is where I feel you could work on some things. And Ooh, that, that was a that was a pro move right there. Uh, <laughs> this is where I went wrong. This is where I feel that mm-hmm. you you went wrong or you could improve. Like, yeah, I know people who are much older than us who say, OK, this is what I did wrong and this is what you did wrong. And I'm like, "Ooh, you don't you can't say that. Yeah, because it's not objective. It's <clears throat> right. Right. It's subjective. And yeah, so working through that has was and is still a struggle because, you know, as you know, being a married man, it's it's a constant thing that you're always working on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's never I mean, that's that's kind of part of my philosophy on life in general is that it's it's you're never done growing and you're never mm-hmm. done learning. You're, it's it's a constant journey until you that's why life is great until yeah until it's not and it's fine <laughs> and uh, death happens yeah but, i gotta go i gotta process this though um also i i appreciate that <laughs> morgan morgan put the answer in the chat and then right after said check the chat i already told you <laughs> which is funny because if i'm not reading the chat i'm not going to see your second message either True. um but, and uh, and it shows there's there's a slight lag because I did react to it. It's true. Yeah, there is uh, probably a 20 second lag. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Let's see. So you are you are you more of a slow burn? Because I feel like I don't know. Like I kind of kind of burn hot and fast, and then afterwards mm-hmm. I'm like done. I'm like okay, I said what I needed to say. Okay, now I assessed. Oh, all right, well I shouldn't have done it in this way or i shouldn't have said that and here's why i got mad yeah Um, and then i'm like all right i'm done i'm over it i'm not going to think about it anymore whereas my wife in the moment can't really deal with the emotion and then afterwards can talk about it after she's been able to um just just have yeah process the emotions yeah and then afterwards be able to talk about it and i'm like oh i okay sure yeah i'm not thinking about it nor mad or anything you know, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting kind of just navigating, navigating people and, and we're, we're all different and it's, it's in those stressful times that those differences really, Mm -hmm. you know, can cause friction, but Mm -hmm. also it's, it's also how you get to know a person too. It's like, Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you react? Like you were saying how you're interested, how I react in a stressful scenario. And we we will see as time goes on. And also, it's also different that it, so you'll react a certain way in a personal relationship in a fight, but that is also different than how you react in a professional environment under stress. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say in a work environment under stress, I'm more of a, (laughs) like a, freight engine or like a like a train where i'm I'm just like we have to keep continuing until this is done because my number one goal is eliminating the stress and mm-hmm. in order to eliminate the stress you have to do you have to continue doing the work until you've reached your goal and then you can relax you're gonna work through it yeah yeah Ooh. because otherwise it's, it's not helpful yeah what, i what mean <laughs> <clears throat> well, it's, there's different, different ways people handle it. You know, like I know John likes to talk things out yeah. and it's, 
It's interesting. John and I have been working together for like 13 years. Mm-hmm. How long? Yeah, like 14 years. And so we've learned kind of the different nuances in our forms of communication. And like when I say something, it's generally thought out or thought out enough that I'm like, this is the end of my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my conclusion. I know when John uh, is kind of processing something, he likes to process it out loud and talk about it out loud. And, and so I'm like, as I'm tracking with it, I'm like, oh, okay, so you want to do this? No. Okay. So you want to do this? Okay. No. So what am I supposed to get out of this? Like, help me along. And that's, that's kind of like my wife too, like <clears throat> just verbal processors where you have to have patience and just listen and not try to solve. And then at the end, you can be like, okay, so to sum it all up, what, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. How, how are we going to handle this? Um, so that, that's been a really fun process to see. And I think like you were saying, learning that stuff just really helps us work better together so yeah. that, you know, you don't get frustrated by the way I communicate and I don't get frustrated by the way you communicate, but instead we understand the differences and with grace can have patience. Yes. Yeah. We've covered some good stuff here. We have. And it's 1255. Sometimes we go later. Um, but this is, I, I am shooting today. So I, I got to mm-hmm. get back to the, that shoot. Right. Um, but I did want to do uh, two truths and a lie with you. So I'm not going to play, but okay. you'll do it. Cause you know, we've got Morgan and Jordan and your friend. Sorry, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Rafi or Rafi? Rafi. 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 Um, so you got fun, some friends fun on fact, there. Fun fact about Rafi. Uh, we were saying his name wrong for like a year. We were calling him calling him Rafay, and his name is Rafe, and he never corrected any of us. And, and after a year, his girlfriend finally told his girlfriend Sarah finally told us, you know, his name. He he told me too. His name is Rafe, and we're like, we want to say your name right. <laughs> That's a very kind person. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's. He's a relentlessly kind person. So, Ra, uh, Rafe, Rafe, like long A, Rafe, Rafe. I, I don't know. Part parts of speech or consonants or vowels. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So, have we vamped long enough for you to have your stories for your oh. uh, two truths and a lie? Two truths and a lie. That's what I was saying. You know what? You think uh, I'll I'll do all the plugs right now. Okay. Um, so that we can just do it in that order. So. Oh, you know what I got to do, though? Um, I got to do this. This feels is a lie. There we go. Now they know what we're doing. <laughs> they didn't know before. Who, uh, um, who, who was that voiceover? That's my four-year-old. Uh, that's Magdalene. amazing. Yeah, it was just one day I was like, oh, that'd be fun if we had like stingers and stuff. So I just yeah. had her come down. This is when I was at home, working from home. I was like, hey, just record this. Record it again. Record it again. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this just melts my heart. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to do the wrap up, but then we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. <clears throat> so um, I don't know when our next episode is. Emily's going to kick me. It It's not next week. It's not the week after. It's probably in three weeks from this week because next week I'm camping the following week. I'm in Oklahoma filming Buffalo. It's going to be amazing um, among other things. Uh, so we're going to take a couple weeks off, but 
the plan is to have more of these podcasts up. So if you have not yet, you should definitely go to letsbackflip.com slash the Let's Backflip show um, or just look us up on wherever your podcasts are sold, uh, the Let's Backflip show. It now is the Let's Backflip happy hour. So we kind of rolled them into the same thing. We're releasing them from episode one from last March or April of happy hour. Uh, so we've got, you know, 50 some episodes that are coming out. So check those out. Um, you can catch up more easily on all the past happy hours with all the interesting people that we've had on here. We've had directors and writers, you know, people out of LA. Uh, we've had loads of people from the area, our friends, uh, interesting people doing interesting things. That's kind of the MO of the show. Uh, just updating everyone on just the cool stuff that, uh, our friends are doing and, and the people we can get in contact with and that we're doing. So we like to share all that stuff with the world. Check that out as a podcast again, wherever your podcasts are sold and hit that subscribe. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah. So Emily just sent me a message. Thank you, Emily, for listening. Uh, <clears throat> 827, we've got Lynn Frazier. Um, who we've had Ryan Dombrowski on, who's a producer out of Milwaukee. So that's his partner. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun as well. You got you to keep feeding me details. I could pull up the notes, but uh, I'm on a roll. Some would say I'm not on a roll. I would say I'm on a roll. <laughs> um, so that'll be the end of the month. You can check out the podcast, like I said. Uh, get those downloads going. As soon as we got a new episode up, we got like 17 downloads, which is really, really fun. So we do have uh, some subscribers on there. We can get more going. Uh, that's awesome. You know, we just want to share the content. Also, let us know if there's anyone interesting you want us to talk to, uh, any, especially if you're a super fan like Carolyn um, and just super awesome. Uh, you're super connected and want us to hang out and chat with people and have some drinks. Um, would love to have those recommendations. I see Max is ready and would love to know, you know, what else you want us to cover and talk about. So do let us know uh, in the comments. Yeah. Hit that follow, subscribe, do all the things. We're also on Instagram at let's backflip and uh, yeah, check us out. You can see some cool stuff. So now let's do two truths and a lie. Jo uh, I almost called you Jordan because we have all these Jordan comments. Um, Max, I'm basically Jordan. We're the same person. You're, <laughs> you're very similar. It's great. Um, Max is going to tell us three stories. He's going to tell us two that are true and one that is a lie. And we got to guess which one's the lie. And if you participate at home, we're, we're going to send you some swag. We'll send you some coasters. We actually have some now. Hannah made some. So I think she sent the ones out for previous guests or previous uh, viewers who guessed questions. And we have a few more left for any people who guess on this stream. So you should definitely participate. All right. So Max, what do you got for us? All right. I'll take it away. So my first story is a when Max was a child story. So when I was a kid, I was about eight years old. My mother made a pan of chocolate peanut butter bars for dessert and she told me okay 
Max and Theo. Theo's my younger brother. So if you guys eat all of these, this whole pan of peanut butter chocolate bars, I'll make another one. There will be no end to this dessert. And to a kid, I'm like, that's a challenge. I want more peanut butter chocolate bars. I'm going to eat this whole pan. So I ate the entire pan of peanut butter and chocolate brownies and got really, really sick. And for years after that, I hated the combination of peanut butter and chocolate. Like it was, oh, no. yeah, it ruined it, which sucks because what a great classic combination. Oh my gosh. So good. So that's my first story. My second story is so in between, uh, one of my first video jobs was working at a different production company, Requisite Video. And um, they eventually uh, were dissolved and basically realized they didn't, didn't need my position and I was let go. And there was a time period in between that and uh, the Ben Heck show that I worked as a server at a undisclosed restaurant because this story is not great. And, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. So... At this restaurant, <laughs> at this restaurant, after my shift one time, my boss is like, hey, Max, you want to have a drink? And, uh, and I'm like, sure, whatever. So I'm having a drink with my boss. And he tells me that when he was a kid, he did cocaine and burned dogs. So I was like, I Wait, tried this to, is your, uh, this is your requisite video boss or your restaurant? No, 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 boss? no, no. Requisite video. They were great. They were awesome. Oh, this is my, this is my boss when I was a server at the restaurant that I'm not uh, saying, today, which, which you could find on my Facebook profile. Um, oh my <laughs> so, so he tells me this and I want to end this, this situation as quickly as possible. And I, I just leave. And then I, I tell Jordan at the time, you wouldn't believe what this guy just said to me. It's insane. So that that's just this, this wild, crazy thing that happened to me. Uh, last one. Uh, this is during the Ben Heck show years. It was the first conference I had ever gone to. It was in Texas and it's for a electronics company that no longer exists anymore. I think it was NXP or something like that. And um, so we go there and it's this most the most extravagant conference I've ever been to. And like every every few feet, there's free beer, and mm. there was a different style and ethnicity of food for every meal. It was it was just ridiculously decadent. And we got to see uh, on one of the nights there was a talk by a free talk that was by Steve Wozniak. And a free concert, um, and it was Miley Cyrus that was the concert. So it was just this insane conference, and Ben was like, you know, no other conferences are like this. So <laughs> you, you've got you've to temper your expectations, because this first one is just uh, absolutely ridiculous. So, yes, those are my three. You don't know what they are. Who knows? I don't know. Two truths and a lie. Mm -hmm. A lie, truth, 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 lie, truth. Who knows? 
All right. We so we got you're you're eight years old, and your mom told you you could eat all the uh, chocolate peanut butter bars in the pan, and she'd make another one. You did it. Did you make it to the second pan, or did you just get sick after the first? I got sick after the first. There was no second pan. Yeah, I, and that's too, that's too bad because that's like my favorite combination. Like that's all I want to eat is chocolate oh, and peanut butter. Jordan says he knows the lie. I, I know the lie too. I'm gonna keep it to myself. Oh, oh yeah. I'm not gonna tell anyone. Emily uh, Wenman thinks the first one's the lie. Second one is first video job was at requisite video at the restaurant you worked at. Your boss, you, you got a drink with your boss one time, and he told you about his cocaine use as a kid. That sounds for real. Um, or, or as a youth. Yeah. And Morgan says the third is a lie. It wasn't Miley Cyrus. So when you were doing, you telling that story, you looked down and I feel like you were good about Steve Wozniak, but then the, the artist, you looked down. Uh, Damn. And uh, so I'm going to go with three as well. Uh, All right. No, should that's I, okay. This is, yeah, this is how we play. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, so the third one is a lie. It wasn't Miley Cyrus. It was Cake, the band Cake. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually knew these details. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the funny thing, the funny thing, though, was that uh, <laughs> at, the, at the end of Steve Wozniak's talk, he's like, and there'll be free cake after. And Ben and I were like, oh, cool, dessert. <laughs> As was every other nerdy person there. Like, oh, my gosh, yep. I want dessert. We were just and like, you're like, what a... Frickin' band? Oh. Band? oh. There's oh. no cake here? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So, here's what's going to happen. Let's see. Uh, we'll, so we'll give you stuff for all your friends, but I think we can give you, uh, give you something to take home for you and Morgan to enjoy because Morgan cool. guessed. She said she didn't know that, actually. So, even if you did, I'd give you credit for that. Um, and Jordan, you didn't even guess. You're like, yeah, I, I just know it's cool. I'm going to wait till you answer and I'm going to say it, but we love you. So we'll, we'll, uh, somehow get you some supplies as well. And Rafa, did I say that right? Mm-hmm, okay, did. cool. I got the spelling in my mind. Um, you're hanging out with us too. So you should get some as well. So, uh, Rafa and Jordan, send me your guys' addresses and we will get you some sweet swag. For coming on, hanging out, and giving Max crap because that's that's what this is all about. <laughs> that's um, what friends that's are for. Great. So we already did the wrap up, but is there anything you want to plug, Max? Thank you so much for coming on again. Hmm. Anything I want to plug? Do 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 do. Like your do, personal do, do. YouTube channel? Yeah, I mean, I could plug the sketch show that we worked on for a year. Uh, yeah. So that is that's the Top Hat Balloon Show. If you want to watch. Uh, Myself and my friends just uh, being goofy every week. It's the top at balloon show.com. And there's all 44 episodes there and there'll eventually be more. So there's that. I can plug that. Cool. Yeah. And then work will be coming out uh, on our website that you create. So we'll promote the heck out of that. Otherwise, check out the top hat balloon show at top hat balloon show.com. Max. Thank you so much. I think we're right right in the wall. Here, let's let's do a wall high five. Ready? Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, how am I? There we go. <laughs> yeah, let's let, now we're recording. Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. <laughs> so good. Thank you for coming yeah, that, on. Thank you. That works so well. 
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. That's our show. Tune in in a couple more weeks. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, hit all the things. I don't know what you're watching this on. And tune in to our podcast to get uh, this show weekly in your ears so you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. So, awesome. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.